Hey college kids, welcome back to my podcast, Who Cares About College? This is part two of my interview with Vivian, so if you have not checked out part one, make sure to do that. Check out my blog, acollegekid.com, for more college-related content on there. But other than that, I hope you enjoy the rest of this interview. Oh, I mean, great, crying, you got into UVA. <laughs> So let's go into UVA as a school. So you were quite familiar with UVA even before you got in. So can you tell me, I guess it's kind of like a, you just kind of going, how far was UVA from your home? Yeah. So it's about a two hour and 15 minute drive from my oh, house. Oh, so it's still quite a bit. It's not like a 15 yeah. minute drive from you. Okay. And can you describe like the day that you were packing up and finally left your house and drove over to UVA? Yeah. So as I've mentioned, I'm really close with my family, but surprisingly, I was emotionless that day. <laughs> Not like my parents were, my mom was crying. My dad was tearing up. Like my sister didn't live with us at, like anymore, but she was still like, you're leaving. I was like, you don't even live with us. So I don't know why you're so heartbroken that I'm moving out. But I wasn't really sad. I was definitely more nervous for what's to come with going to college. I've heard so many stories of what your first year is like, whether that be amazing or bad. So I was just nervous to see what happened. And the homesickness did not hit me until I'd say like two or three days once I had moved into my dorm. It was definitely then when I was like, wow, like I'm really here like alone. And I roomed with someone that I met over Facebook. So my best friend goes to UVA as well, but we had decided not to room together just because we wanted to branch out. So she wasn't even that close um, for me to like just walk over and see her that often. Um, so it was definitely harder to be alone. But I think after that first week, and something that shocked my mom still to this moment is that I'm like attached to the hip at her when I'm back home in Leesburg. But when I'm in Charlottesville, I just disconnect from them in the sense that like I don't call them to like let them know what's going on, really. I kind of not forget about them. That sounds really bad, but I just get caught up in what's going on here in Charlottesville. And so they're always calling me or texting me and saying, you haven't talked to us in two weeks. Like what's even happening to you anymore? And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm definitely now like reminded more often. I like always like when I'm walking back from getting food or from class, I was always like, well, this is probably like a good time to call my mom so that she stops freaking out that I haven't called her in like a week or something. Mm -hmm. Okay. And coming into UVA, you did say you were dormed with someone you've met off of Facebook. How did that work out for you? You know, living with entirely new person, they're not doing your laundry, they're not cooking for you, they're just living with you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it was definitely interesting. I'd say my first semester went as perfect as it could. Um, just kind of like those stories you hear, we were very... Um, we really talked about how important it was for us to be roommates first, if that makes sense. So something like a lot of first years have in mind, I think at many schools is that your roommate becomes your automatic best friend and that you guys do everything together. And that was something that since we both had our own friends, she was from Richmond, um, that we were like, we're going to be roommates. And if it just so happens that we work out as being friends, that's awesome. But like, we don't have to force ourselves to be best friends and do everything together. And so I think that's what actually allowed us to become really close. So we'd have some of those nights that we would stay up until 4 a.m. talking about random stories. But then there were also those times that if she was going out somewhere, I never felt left out if I wasn't invited. I knew that we each had our own lives and we each had our own 
commitments that it wasn't a required thing to invite the other to do something with us. So I think that worked out really well for us first semester. And then not to get into too much detail, but second semester, it just kind of, I think, I don't know how to word it correctly. I think finding art, like I think I found myself in what I was really passionate and what I really wanted to get involved with at UVA. And she found that too. But I think since we had been living together for a semester already, we kind of did feel like we became best friends and that agree, like that silent agreement that we didn't have to do everything together kind of broke away. And I think we just were kind of like, we don't, we're not really working at the moment anymore. So we ended up not really being friends anymore. Um, I think, yeah, if we see each other now, it doesn't, it's not really a nice interaction. We just don't really say anything if we walk past each other, which is kind of upsetting in a sense, because we did room together for so long. But at the same time, the only person to blame is like myself and her, like it's no one else's fault. It was just something that we went through as two roommates. And I think something that I didn't know, and it was definitely my fault was how close you get with the person in the sense that they know so much about you without you even telling them, if that makes sense. So your mannerisms, your daily routine, things that you wouldn't automatically feel like you need to tell someone, they just end up seeing you in your daily existence. Like you just existing in your room, they're able to see everything. And it's something that I was just never used to since my sister was so much older than me. I kind of felt like at moments I grew up as an only child with a 10 year age gap. So I was never used to being around someone for that long and all the time, especially with someone the same age as you and having similar interests. So I think it was just, it was a bit of an overload for me at times. And that's what kind of just ended up making us spread apart. And okay, so first of all, you mentioned one thing that shocked me. So you said you would have to go to practice in high school at like 5, 6 a.m. in the morning, and then you're up until 4 a.m. talking. What, what, just, what happened to your schedule there? Um, yeah, so in high school, I was definitely a morning person, not a night owl at all. And I wouldn't say I'm a night owl now either. Um, but it was just Sometimes I think I like to say I get sleep delusional in the sense that I'm so tired. Everything's funny to me. I feel like going into deeper conversations all the time. And it's just like a different version of myself comes out when I'm so exhausted. And so there were multiple times where in our dorm, we were just so tired, but we would just get into really deep conversations about random stuff, whether that be like a personal experience either of us had or about like religion as a whole, or just like space and earth and like human existence like it was just random talks that we would get into and it was very weird so that was usually when we didn't have morning class the next morning um because other than that I'd say I'm a pretty early sleeper I go to sleep I try to at least around like 11 11 30 because I just cannot function if I go to sleep any later than that the next day okay and the other thing I want to talk about is so you did kind of like bond with your roommate first semester but obviously she's not going to be like the only person in your life. So how did you make friends? How did you branch out coming into UVA? Was it really hard or di- and difficult? Or does UVA have some sort of like process to, you know, match people up and have them have like some classes together? Yeah, so there is no process. I think I've never heard of a school doing that, but that sounds pretty interesting. It would definitely help with the transition and acclimation to college life. So I became really close with So the friend I had mentioned who went to high school with me, we were always really close in high school, but I wouldn't say it was until we both came here for college that we became inseparable, not physically. We weren't always together, but it was kind of like an emotional 
and mental tie that like we were always there for each other if anyone needed something. So we got closer. So it kind of became us and her roommate who were kind of a trio that would do things a lot um, or just friends that I had made in classes just because it's surprising how something I had to get over really fast was like, well, I'm a first year, like I don't know where I'm going, but that's almost every student's thought. And so I remember after one class, I was trying to walk to a bus stop, but I had no idea where it was. I had no idea how to use the bus app. I didn't even know what bus to take. And I noticed another girl was going through the same problem. So I said, um, where are you trying to go? And she was like, I'm trying to go to this dorm. And I was like, I live in that dorm. And so it was just kind of like smaller friendships that you made. Coincidentally, just both of us struggling through becoming a college student. Um, but that was definitely first semester. And I met my boyfriend within the first two weeks at school, but we were just friends um, up until the end of first semester of first year. So that was like just nice having like other friends. Cause I would say in high school, I was definitely not like, ill boys have cooties, but I just <laughs> gravitated more toward having girlfriends rather than guy friends. Um, I just felt like I related with them more and definitely felt more comfortable around them. So coming to college and just the ease of making guy friends and how it wasn't that scary was new and surprising to me. So I definitely got closer friends through that aspect too, of not being nervous to be friends with the guy. Um, but the thing that definitely helped me was sorority formal recruitment in spring semester of first year is where I made like a lot of really good friends now that I would say like, I could not imagine who I'd be without them in my life. And so you are in a sorority right now? Yeah. Oh, I see. And I know not like half of people, but I think the average is probably around 25%, like 20% of people do eventually join a sorority or fraternity when they enter college. So who would you recommend a sorority or fraternity for? Like, how do you know whether you should join one and whether you shouldn't join one? Like if it will work for you or if it won't? Yeah. So something UVA tour guides really like to mention is only 30% of the student population at UVA is involved in Greek life just to show that not every student has to be in Greek life. It's not something that if you don't do, you're going to be like excluded from everything or not have a life. Like that's not it at all. It's definitely a more personal choice if it's something you're looking for. As to like who I recommend, honestly, anyone I knew that I wanted to be in a sorority since eight years old, just because my sister had rushed and joined a sorority at UVA too. And we're in different, we were, well, she's in a different one than I am in now. Um, but just of how highly she spoke of not just the organization and the, and the events they do, but of the woman she was close with and what they taught her is really what inspired me. I'd say my sister is definitely my role model in life. She's someone I aspire to be. And if I could be just a quarter of what she is, I would be more than happy with what I've become. Um, so I look up to her for more than anything. And it was definitely something I wanted more of just to have the typical sisters that a sorority gives you just to have those extra girlfriends that can help empower you and support you and help you become a better version of yourself. So I'd say if you're looking for whether that be new friends or be like not better friends, but just more friends, because you don't have that many people that you know we're in this, we're going to college with you. Or if you're just looking to broaden your horizons, I think something that joining my sorority has done has made me see more perspectives in life paths and problems that people face that I didn't see or know existed because I had never struggled through those issues or had seen those problems. 
but being able to be in an organization that empowers those voices to share their personal experiences has been so eye-opening and so amazing just to be able to hear these women talk comfortably. It's, I think joining my sorority has made me feel more confident, not only in my own stories, but in giving those people a voice and giving them a space to share their own stories. And it's just, it's really nice how there's so many sororities and fraternities at UVA that have that feeling too, that you will be empowered and you will be supported to share your own stories. Yeah, that sounds incredible. And I remember I like a while ago, I interviewed someone. She was also in a sorority. She goes to a university in Texas. And she did also describe that like the women she met were so inspirational and they inspired her a lot. Like she would, she gave specific examples of older uh, girls in her sorority and like what they became. And she said it was really good having those role models and having people to look up to and, you know, bond with. It's incredible. And one more thing about sororities, exactly how are they, how would you say organized? Like what are the responsibilities that come with being a sorority member? What exactly do you do like within the organization? Do you guys all stay in a certain like big like dorm room or house? Yeah. So going along for like the responsibilities and time commitment, it's what you want out of it. There are some members who really don't want that many things other than the social aspect. So if that's what you want, you can just stay as a general member and just kind of go to things as you please. But there's also opportunities for you to get more involved in. And so my past two years, I've definitely just been a member going to meetings, going to social events. But it wasn't until this year that I realized I really do want to get more involved with the sorority and not just in the fun social aspect, but more in like, the series, like this is what it means to be in an organization of like women who are here to help other women. Um, So I'm actually the co-chair for the diversity and cultural awareness committee this year. And it's just, it's not different being a general member than being on exec, exec is. It's just, it's insane because I know there is a lot of criticism around Greek life and I'm not going to say it's not well-deserved because as a predominantly white and privileged organization and lifestyle, Greek life does have many wrongs that they need to fix, but it doesn't start without individuals who are really passionate about fixing it from within and helping Greek life see what's wrong about like certain chapters or certain organizations and saying, this is how we can fix it. So I think it's important for people to see that if you want to get involved, you can, but it's not enough to just join the sorority and say, I want change. You have to look for those positions and those opportunities for you to make that change and take that action. And is is being in a sorority or fraternity like a huge time commitment in general, not just at UVA? Um, I wouldn't say so, at least for like most chapters at UVA, there's like a mandatory meeting, I think once every week or every two weeks. um, And it's probably like an hour, an hour and a half. And then other than that, there'll be occasional philanthropic events that you have to go to or help like fundraise for. Um, If you're involved in a position or in a committee, some events like you'll have to plan. So that'll take maybe like meeting a couple times a week for maybe a month before the event takes place to help out with. But overall, like I said before, it's just as much time as you want it to be if you really want your sorority to be kind of just like something you're involved in, but not your major passion then you can definitely do that. You can go to as little as like just the meetings and then occasional events or just help out with the philanthropic event. That's like once a year. 
Or if you want it to be your main thing, you can get super involved, go in head first and become a exec position that has a lot of responsibilities. Like for example, president of a sorority has so much to deal with and look over. So that's definitely like going head first and trying to take in all of that experience. But I think it's important to know, like no matter which way you join, you will learn more about yourself and the importance of like empowering other people. I want to squeeze in a few more topics before we finish up yeah. here. So number one is I like to ask this of everybody because it happens to everybody, you know? So this transition from high school to college or university, I have interviewed enough people to know it is, it, it's just a completely different universe and academically, first of all, in terms of rigor, in terms of learning to manage your time. Cause you know, you're not being told what to do. You're, you're given these things and you have to arrange it yourself. So can you tell me about the transition from high school to college or UVA specifically? And what advice would you give for people who are going to transition and maybe like to help them like ease the discomfort or like, what would you say the mental toll it takes on you? Yeah, I think Unfortunately, there's no way to completely mentally prepare for it because as you just said, it's a complete different universe that no matter how many movies or how many people you talk to who have gone through the experience, you'll never know what it's like, especially because it's so personal that what my sister went through, even though we're in the same family, we have the same parents and everything, and we went to the same school, we had completely different experiences. And even all of her stories couldn't prepare me for what I faced ahead. Um, but I think what was really important for me was just trying to stay as organized as possible. And I know it's easy for me to say that because I, as, as I have mentioned, I'm really into organization, but for those that it doesn't come naturally, that doesn't mean that you necessarily need to buy a planner and plan out your whole classes and schedule for like the next three months or write down every item in your syllabus in your planner. I think it just means being able to like look ahead and be able to prioritize some things and some assignments, for example, um, whether that be like, I know my boyfriend, he's not into planners at all. What he does is just gets a loose leaf paper for each week and writes out the week and what's due each day. And then he just throws that paper out at the end of the week. Um, so I know that's like a very like low commitment way to plan it out. Um, so just figuring out what helps you. I know some people post post-it notes, on their laptop or on their desk to be able to see stuff or have a dry erase board with their schedule. Just being able to visualize what you have coming up is super important to help balance all that. Because I think when you don't balance your workload and your schedule is when other things in your life start to feel like they're falling apart or you're getting too overwhelmed when just trying to map out and see like, oh, I have a test coming up this day. So maybe the night before like um, is when I can study. And then the night of once the test is over, you can like have time to go and grab dinner with a friend or something. So just being able to schedule the most important things so that you have time to do those little fun self-care activities that will help you stay in a better mental state are important. And personally for you, how long did it take for you to adjust from a high school mentality where let's be honest, you can just kind of BS your way through and versus like actually having to put the work in. So how long did it take you to actually make that transition? Um, yeah, that's very well put how the feeling is. I think it honestly took until I got my first test score back, my first college test score, just because as you said, it was very easy to BS your way through many things in high school and get by 
without doing any work and teachers would kind of be, oh, you're a senior or you're a really good student. I know this is just like a one-time thing. I'll let it slide. Um, in college, it's not really like that at all. So like I have said many times, I'm not into studying. And my first test was for an environmental science class. I am not a science person at all whatsoever. I got my score back. I will share it because it is about the character development and not the individual <laughs> scores, but I got a 72 and that was just, it was unheard of for me. I had never done so poorly on something and I didn't tell my parents cause I was so ashamed. I was like, they are going to make me drop out of this school and like never, <laughs> or like lock me up in the house so that I can't do anything other than schoolwork. Um, so it wasn't until then that I realized that high school mentality will not get you by in college, no matter what college you go to, um, but especially UVA, because I think a lot of professors who teach first year students know that you're still in that mindset and you really need to get shaken out of it. So sometimes they'll throw that hard test at you. Um, but it wasn't until then that I realized my studying strategies were not going to cut it. I really needed to work on what was important. Again, flashcards really helped color coding things in study guides really helps me just visually seeing like what's important, maybe highlighting things that are facts or definitions in one color and writing something or drawing little pictures or arrows, that kind of visualization helps me a lot more when studying. So seeing what works was definitely tested out first semester, first year. And I'd say just now, even as a third year, I'm still learning what helps me the most and I still, I'm not going to lie, I still do get those rougher scores that I'm like, wow, this is, this reminded me back to first year. But I think overall, rearranging kind of the way I've studied and doing readings, because I know I'm not a big reader, um, especially when it comes to like academic stuff. If it's for leisure, I love reading. If it's academic, cannot comprehend or keep anything in my brain. So just giving yourself enough time to study for things and read things helps a lot too. And taking notes on readings, because that's something I never did before. I thought I could just memorize everything, which is not true at all. Okay. So that's very good advice there. And I want to get to one more thing before we wrap up here. Well, two-ish things, I guess we could say. So I want to know about UVA as a school in itself, right? I mean, you do go to UVA, you know about the school. So can you tell me, how do you how does UVA structure everything like in terms of major requirements or like just general requirements each student has to do? How do they structure it so that you eventually do pick a major or you ended up doing a double minor and a double major and a minor. So can you tell me how you went through that process and how UVA structures it for their students? Yeah. So I will say this is something UVA definitely needs to improve upon. Um, whether you're applying for the commerce school or the batting, which is the public policy school, I think those two schools do a very good job at letting students know what the prerequisites are, what grades they should be aiming for to get in and how to help out with applications. So kudos to them because they are very organized and help out first years and have very like information sessions on what the school is. And if you like would be a good fit, um, so those are really nice. I think when it comes to just the majors within the general college of arts and sciences, that's something they could improve on. So for example, my sociology major, um, there was never like an email sent out saying, if you want to be a sociology major, like go to this website, it's definitely individual research that you have to go into and go onto the department's website and then go onto tabs of like undergraduate major, like 
this is like the major prereqs. So that part is definitely more on your own. And I would say economics is a little bit, the economics department is a little bit better in the sense that many students who don't get into the commerce school end up becoming an econ major because it's the most similar. So they have a really good organized structure because so many people end up becoming econ majors since they don't get into the school. Um, But the less popular majors are definitely struggling in that area. So personally, I, once I figured out I didn't want to go into the commerce school, it was pretty easy for me to look into economics. And then my sister was a sociology major at UVA, I think minor. So that's how I knew about that more. Um, So I was able to look into that. And then, as I had said, the public policy school does a really good job at advertising and just promoting information sessions on what their major and minor options are. Um, So it was easier to look into the econ and um, public policy options. And then, like I said, other ones are harder, but reaching out to specific professors and admissions counselors for each of the minor or the majors and schools is super helpful just because UVA um, randomly assigns you an academic advisor your first year. So mine was in the anthropology department and I had so many questions about econ and Batten and he just simply did not know anything about those. Like he was very kind. He was always eager to like help me email someone who might know more information. So that's something I think UVA could improve upon is maybe asking you once you become a student, what is something like, what is your intended major? What's something you're interested in? And maybe like pairing you up with that, because if not, you get assigned someone totally random who really doesn't know how to help you in your possible career. Um, So I think that's something they could definitely fix in the upcoming years to make the transition and like looking into majors and all that easier for students. And in terms of other aspects of college, such as internships, study abroad, how does UVA help you get those or kind of inform you that if you want a job, especially now it's becoming harder to get jobs, you need like an internship, you need a really good internship. So how does UVA help you with that? And like, what are there some programs for you to apply to that can help you get an internship? Yeah, there definitely are. I think UVA's Career Center does an amazing job at helping you. Like they have a lot of, um, now they're Um, virtual workshops. There were in-person workshops about how to build up your resume or how to do a proper interview. And so they'll have like like fake interviews for you to do with someone in the career center. And then afterwards, they'll tell you like, this is what you did really strong. This is maybe a weakness that could help you in getting a job so that maybe try and work upon that. So their career center is really good about helping you with those workshops as well as pointing you in the right direction to find possible internships. We have a couple of websites, for example, Workday or um, Handshake. And so that's where a lot of internships and jobs are posted, whether that be an actual internship or a job at a local restaurant, for example, that'll be up on Handshake. So it's super nice because you don't have to just be looking for a summer internship. There's fall and spring ones, or if you're looking for a part-time job during the school year, there's that as well. Um, So that's really important. And I think... um, professors and departments also are really good at emailing you. So I know a lot of my econ professors and the econ department is very big on emailing the listserv, which is just a very long list of students who are econ majors or interested in becoming econ majors. And they just email, hey, possible like econ-ish internship, like that's kind of related that you might be interested in or professors will send something that they found on Handshake that you might've overlooked. They'll say, hey, like, 
this alumni is actually a part of this company. Maybe you could reach out to them on LinkedIn or here's their email. Um, so I think those are really good as well as different organizations you're involved in help promote that as well. So for example, my sorority has resume workshops and also um, older alumni of the sorority will reach out and say, hey, my company is like looking for this type of intern. Um, but it's not just sororities that do that. I'm also involved in student council and we have a lot of like internship opportunities arise too. And like, it's just word of mouth in that point and networking within student council. So they'll send like, my friend is in doing this internship and they're looking for another one. Or we have a leadership um, workshop coming up or how to incorporate student council into your resume and LinkedIn page. So even if it's not the departments in UVA itself advertising things, a lot of contracted independent organizations at UVA will send out and help their members go into like internships and see other opportunities that the university might be missing. And have you personally found an internship in your, I guess we can say two and a half years so far at UVA? Yeah. So I've still been working as a um, summer camp counselor. And so this is the first summer that I'm looking to get an internship. I'm still in the application process of all of that, but fingers crossed something works out because this is definitely the time that people say is important to get an internship locked down. Okay. So Vivian, we've covered most of the topics I want to, and we're going to end with something here. So, and that is advice. What advice would you give for number one, high school students? This can be anything to, you know, succeed better in high school, to do well on the college application. And number two, for current college students. And I like to say like, College students, maybe they've just come into college and they're really lost. They don't know what they're doing. So what advice would you give for those two groups of people? Yeah, so I'll give one like more specific one for high school students and then kind of a second general one. But for high school students, I would say don't be afraid to try the newer clubs or things that might not be as popular and to just kind of shoot for those executive positions, but don't force it, if that makes sense. So as I've mentioned People have always said it's so important to get involved with as many things as possible in high school so that your application looks really strong to colleges. But I think it's honestly quality over quantity. So if you're involved in one club, but you have helped that club in so many ways, or you have been involved for all four years and you've helped start this new initiative within it, or have gotten this role and have done X responsibility and have whatever in that sense, I think that shines so much more than just saying I'm involved in 10 clubs because it shows the colleges that you're really passionate about something and you're not going to let the rumor that you need to be involved with everything take over your life, whether that be a sport or a club or a volunteer experience that you're doing. I think just find what makes you really happy and you think like, hey, if, if this is like making me happy and I like doing it, but it also won't look, it won't hurt you. Like it'll help you on your application. It's really nice to find that and stick with it. And then I think my more general one that could be applied to high school students, but I'd say is more applied towards college students is just don't be afraid to be yourself and let that lead you to new opportunities in the sense that when you come to college, at least personally, I still didn't really know who I was as a person, what some of my beliefs were, what my interests were. And I was definitely nervous as a first year to try new things. And get involved in stuff if there were a lot of fourth years or older students involved. I was like, oh, I don't need to do that because why are they going to listen to me? I just got here. I don't know much. Um, but don't be afraid to share your voice and your opinions on things because that can open up so many doors or so many opportunities. I remember I was at a club 
And I had shared, like, I'm really into community service. And they were like, you should look into the service committee within student council. And so that's how I got involved with student council, talking to a fourth year student about how I was really involved with service and I miss not doing community service and helping out others. And so if I hadn't shared that, maybe I wouldn't have ended up where I am now in student council with my position. So I think it's just really important to not be afraid to speak up for yourself, whether that be defending some belief that you have, or whether that be sharing an experience that could help you get involved in other things. So again, that could definitely be applied to high schoolers. If you find something or if you're nervous, just go ahead and try it. Like the worst that's going to happen is it might not work out, but Hey, there's like so many other doors out there and so many other clubs you can get involved in that. It's always important to just keep trying. And even if you, you fall down, like you still get back up. Thank you very much for coming, Vivian. That was very good advice. Very good interview. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. Have a good night. Thanks. You too. Bye. Bye. That is the end of my entire interview with Vivian. Again, if you have not checked out part one, make sure to do so. Also subscribe because next week I'll be releasing an interview with a current student from Stanford. So you do not want to miss that. Check out my blog, acollegekid.com for more college related content. But other than that, I hope to see you in the next one.